Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Design Recharge. This is a rapid recharge, and I'm hoping it actually will be rapid. So I already messed up. I already did the whole thing with live with everybody else, and I had forgotten to hit record because I hit record, and then I stopped, and then whatever. Hmm. Anyway, way it goes. So we're going to start. This podcast is brought to you by Creative South, my absolute favorite conference and a conference that's changed my life. This is the 10th anniversary. And it's not just brought to you by Creative South. It's brought to you by the volunteers at Creative South because I am the volunteer coordinator and I need a few more great volunteers. Here's what volunteering does. Um, and you can go and sign up. Uh, it's, it's over half off the ticket price. Full ticket price is like $4.50, I think. Um, this ticket price is $210.63. That's it. That's with tax. So what I need you to do is go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash C-S-V-O-L 2020, like C Creative South Volunteers 2020, because I need a few more people. It is three two-hour shifts. So that's six hours total for that over $200 worth of price. You, if you want to do a workshop, you still have to pay for that, but it does cover everything else. You will work hopefully two hours Thursday, two hours Friday, two hours Saturday. That's nothing, people. That is absolutely nothing, and it flies freaking by. So can't wait to see you at Creative South. There's still rooms. There's still places. There's still roommates. Please sign up, and I'll send you the link to uh, do it. If you already are a full ticket price person and you've already bought your ticket, but you want, you feel sorry for me and you want to help out, then just um, fill out that form and it'll say, have you already bought your ticket? And you can say, yes, I have a full ticket. And then you just do a one, two hour shift. That's it. So today is about believing in others. This is a whole kind of believing in series. It's believing in others, believing in yourself and believing in your customers. So when we're talking about believing in others, believing in the, the who do we follow? Some people wrote um, that people that were specific to a specific niche industry. When I asked this, um, Gary V with a grain of salt, Scott Sirkland said, um, D said the guy who does a uh, terrace cycle and somebody else that I can't remember, but they have to do with people because I wanted to, I asked because I wanted to know who people were following outside of necessarily the, the design industry within the design industry people like Andre said he was following Christo in the future which I am too love them um, and then there's also people like Mike Janda there's um, maybe uh, there's Debbie Millman who is awesome there's a ton of other people within our industry that are that are authors and writers, but then there's other people outside of our industry that are just thought leaders like, or Seth Godin or um, somebody else that maybe is in some sort of marketing or something, social media examiner, I follow them, um, Amy Porterfield, you know, but there are different people in different niches. And so what I'm trying to see is how do you vet those people? How why do you believe in them? Because if you are realizing what they're doing helps you believe in them, then maybe you could position yourself in a way that your customers can believe in you also. The second step is what we'll talk about next week or the week after because I have jury duty. 
And that's about believing in yourself. And the third step is about believing in your customers and really understanding them. But let's really talk about the people. This ends up being a little bit about us, but so somebody else who you believe in, right, is somebody who's at the top of their game. So I guess, right? I don't know if you would, again, there's somebody who you probably respect and admire for something. So what is that thing that you um, respect and admire them for? And is the, are those things that you're chasing as well? So do you align with them because it's a value? You have the same value or because they make a lot of money or because they have a lot of time or they do a lot of giving, you know, um, how, um, what, why is it? I want you to understand because a lot of times we see in others what we want to see in ourselves or what we value about or what we're working towards in ourselves. So I, it, it happens a lot when you ask somebody, they're going to tell you what they value about you, but it's through their lens because they're thinking about what they value in a friendship or what they value in themselves. And they're seeing how they connect to you and what, what you also possess. So it could be something that I'm aspiring to be like, but that my friend has, right. Or, or maybe they're not my friend. Maybe they're um, just somebody that I just know in the ether, right. They're, they're not, I mean, they're a real person, not like they're a ghost. That'd be weird. But I mean, it could be somebody who's dead, right? Like, um, uh, Einstein or, um, I can't even think of the guy who invented the light bulb, Edison, Thomas Edison, man, he, I totally admire him. So, but what would be great is if you're, fo- I mean, maybe you're not following Edison, right? Cause he's dead. If anybody didn't know he died quite a few years ago, but anyway, somebody who you're following that's now, cause I kind of want you to be able to relate. You might not know them right? And that's okay. All right. So Weldon Long, I kept saying it was Weldon Scott. It's not Weldon Scott. Weldon Long, I wrote I wrote a book. I didn't write the book. I read the book. I just finished the book last week and it was really good. And it was called The Power of Consistency. And you can get it too at audibletrial.com. No. Yeah. Audibletrial.com slash design recharge. If you want to try it, it was great. It was a great listen to as well. But he had a, he has a great story and he talks about how his dad, there are some limiting beliefs, but he didn't know they were limiting, right? So sometimes the people we listen to are people that are way out in front of us that are doing what we want to do. But we also believe people that maybe are in our lives and they've just been around and they've been a voice, a constant voice for us. Maybe they're a parent, maybe they're um, a sibling, maybe it's a teacher that's been a, a part of your life, and maybe there's something that isn't necessarily true in in some of the things that they're telling you. So Weldon Weldon Long's dad um, said that when somebody was rich or something, they were like, "Oh, he must be a crook, must be a criminal." So Weldon grew up thinking not like. I think I'm going to, I want to be rich. I'm going to be a criminal. But he, he did, that was a mindset thing that he had that he must've believed because he was okay doing criminal acts because he really wanted to be rich. And he ended up in prison. He was in prison for seven years or longer 
but at least seven years, his dad died. And then he kind of realized this thing and he changed his life. He's a millionaire now because he didn't let his past define him. So it was a really good book, The Power of Consistency. And so that's going to kind of feed into this whole series a lot. But so what influencers are you learning from and what do you value about them? Who are you loyal to, right? What could they do that could break your loyalty? That would be something else to kind of think about. Because again, I want you to start thinking like a customer and saying, because oh, you're not making these decisions consciously, probably you're just making these decisions. And I want you to be good at, at knowing why you've made these decisions. So um, have you ever had somebody that you admire and respect see something in you that was worth something or see something worth pursuing or strengthening, right? Or just something of value. A lot of times we do this kind of an intimate relationship. So like when we're dating somebody, we're like, oh my God, he has so much potential, right? Maybe, I don't know. Um, <laughs> there are things that we do some of us really see a lot of potential in a lot of people and we're like, oh my goodness, this could be awesome. And you are envisioning the awesomeness, but other people maybe aren't envisioning the awesomeness that you're envisioning. So uh, it's important for you. I don't know if this has ever happened to you. My friend Dustin was telling me things that I would be able to use for years. And then my friend Chris came in, swooped in, and he's told me the same thing pretty much. And But I chose to believe Chris. Not that I didn't believe Dustin, but I didn't believe it as much. I needed Chris to come in because Dustin knew me. I thought Dustin was just saying these things to be nice because he knew me and he liked me, but Chris didn't know me and he said these things, right? And then Chris got to know me and he continued to say these things. So what I'm trying to get across is we need to ask people because sometimes we don't know what our best strengths are. Sometimes we have a good idea. Some of us are very self-aware, but I think I'm pretty self-aware and I still was clueless on how to utilize this gift to make a difference in the world. I just thought it was something that I did. And Dave Clayton and I are going to be talking about this at Creative South to some extent, but I want you to think about this. Because there are things inside you like this, these antiques, we're going to call them, um, that there are these treasured things, but they're just antiques to you. They're just these old things that you've had your whole life and you don't know what to do with them. They're just collecting dust right on a shelf. They're, they were at your grandma's. They're, you don't have any value to them except um, you're not giving any kind of monetary value to them or even um, maybe not even any sentimental value. They're maybe useful to you, but you don't really know how to use them, okay? But let's just go to the antique uh, analogy. So we go through, grandma sells it at her garage sale for $3. It, it then comes on Antiques Roadshow and it is a $300,000 item. And you used to walk by it every day or every day you were at your grandma's house. So we, we look at something and we value it. And so some things have value because they would be worth the monetary value, right? $300,000, pretty good thing. You bought it for $3, right? 
Um, maybe it speeds up your process that something else, right? Or speeds up a process. So I think Dustin's brushes with retrosupply.co, he speeds up your process because you don't have to make the brushes anymore and the brushes are really good or texture or whatever. Then there's um, maybe it's a, it's a process that you don't, you can download this PDF because somebody else has already done it and now it's a check sheet and you don't have to do it anymore because you can just follow the check sheet. Um, so there's processes as well as literally your process, your I don't have to hunt for all these things because it's right here. Maybe it's an organizer, pen organizer, whatever. Maybe the third way I was thinking um, that you didn't value it possibly is because you didn't have perspective. You didn't see how it could help somebody. My mom has this weird tool that like takes the, the threads. If your sweater, like it gets snagged on your ring or something or a nail, not a nail, like bang, bang, hammer bang bang what um anyway um and if it, it, it's like pulled out it's this weird tool but you only need it really for when you're wearing sweaters so it's really only in a winter you know it's not like and i don't think i've used this tool in probably like 30 years right i think when i lived with her i used it but i did use it at christmas so it's perspective right it's also having the memory of knowing how to use that tool again so we want to know what other people maybe value because I don't know what I value in myself. I mean, I'm getting a little bit closer to that, but so I have this book called Q and a for Q and a a day for writers. Now there's a bunch of these. It's 365 questions for creative exploration. I thought it would be fun to do. And I did this, I think on January 11th. I think it's the only day that I've done in here. Sorry. I think it's a neat book. I would like to spend more time with it. Anyway, the prompt was, how would you, how would your friends describe you to a stranger? And meaning if I was introducing, I use the um, analogy, if I'm introducing Amy to uh, somebody else that I know, I'm trying to make a connection between Amy and the person that I'm introducing Amy to. In my mind, I'm trying to say things that are important to the other person that they will value about Amy. And then I'm also trying to introduce this other person to Amy with things that Amy value. I do this automatically, right? Some people do it easily, more easily than others. But I think we all sort of do that. We don't just say, Amy's an artist or Amy's a, you know, a designer, whatever. She's an illustrator. The end. If that was to a dentist, maybe we would, who knows? But it's better if you can try to find something that you think this person would value and something you think Amy would value, and then you find a connection, right? So maybe my brain works differently like that. Maybe yours does too. I don't know. I think everybody works like that. I really don't think, I think everybody does. I don't think that's a really uh, amazing skill. I mean, I think it's amazing. I don't think it's unique, I guess. You'll have to tell me if you think it's unique because nobody's here now because I already did this. So what there, so I answered this question. I had my friends on Facebook answer this question and I wrote what my friends said and I wrote down a bunch of things and then I had people who I don't know, but they know me and I thought, huh, that's kind of interesting, neat to kind of see. And I also think this is something that has to do with our customers. Our customers know us on a different level and a different way, just like your, your 
spouse or your significant other knows you in a different way than your customers do or for me my students or for whatever one of the things i was talking to my friend mario about that i do want to mention that i didn't mention yet but i already mentioned it on the other one whatever this is like a baseball game mario i am i feel real scattered i feel like i have one thing for teaching one thing for encouraging or connecting and then i have another bucket for uh, practicing and then um, teaching can go in two buckets right I have online things courses that I might teach and then teaching at the college level university level and then there was one other thing I can't remember what it was now <laughs> um, there are four things and I feel scattered like I have four different jobs and he was like no I just see two two things you have your Diane brand which is your practicing and that's one of the things I do there. And then I have the Recharging You brand, which encompasses speaking and workshops and um, teaching and um, encouraging and connecting. All that's in one. But there's some things that cross over that I do teaching also in the, in the Diane brand. Okay. So for me, it's hard for me to know who to believe, right? How do I vet certain people that I trust? Well, I usually look to see because I want to get there. So I am consciously being part of groups that are not within my industry. I am still in the, one group is still in the creative industry, but not design. And then one is in an entrepreneur group. So I'm specifically targeting two and I'm just, and I maybe would have been better had I not done two at the same time, but I'm doing two at the same time. And I am trying to see how I can find partners because I think I don't want to necessarily do branding, but I really love doing web. I still make money, right? I still make a lot of money doing web design and doing publication design and, and doing things like that. That's my, my first love, I guess. And then there's another bucket for me where some is that's teaching makes seventy thousand dollars a year. It's public knowledge. I work at a public university. Um, you can look up anybody's salary at a public university. Um, and then there's the money that I get from design recharge from the patrons, which thank you, thank you, thank you, and the people that um, I have on Power Station and anything that I sell through recharging you. So I want loyalty. You know, I want people to say that they connect with Design Recharger. I want people to say that they connect to me. But I don't know why they would be doing this, right? I mean, I have some ideas, but I don't really know until I ask. So a lot of us, as we're writing our copy for our own websites, we just focus on what we do. And not necessarily why we do it, right? Simon Sinek, Start With Why, great book, great TED Talk, great book. Um, he's got a few that are amazing books. Um, but when you're talking about making a living, right? You're, you're, you're helping other people. And it's really easy for us to see them from that outside perspective and be like, you 
I don't, I'm doing a laser and cosmetic surgery or skincare place. Maybe they don't do surgery. I don't know, whatever. But they, you know, they're just telling me about what it is that they do. Well, it's like a, a putt-putt golf course. We have holes. We have balls. We, you know. But no, this is a fun adventure through blanks. You have a theme through the safari. You know, take your family on a exciting little golfing safari or something. You know, it's, it's about something else. It is not about just getting your chemical peel, right? It's about how that chemical peel makes you feel about you. So now your confidence is built and the experience you had, the putt-putt is something, these are memories that you will cherish because you did this with your family, right? Or your whatever. So your what are you really creating? What are you really selling? Am I really just selling hydraulic acid on, on your face? No, you're selling the potential of me being more confident and you're selling the, the ability for me to feel better about what I look like, right? I'm not getting any chemical peels, people. Just that's what I'm working on. Because I work as a designer, just to let you know. I have a podcast called, I'm just kidding, I know yet. Anyway, it's sometimes, you know, I've ha had somebody say, oh, I didn't know you were a designer. And I'm like, but I don't think I tell people enough. So that's one of the things that we're going to talk. You have one assignment this week. The assignment is that I want you to do an audit on your hidden skills, these invisible uh, traits or whatever. So maybe ask a friend or customers, or maybe you ask five people in each of these areas, bucket areas of your life to answer this question, how would they introduce you to a friend? How, what are your skills? Ask them what they think your skills are. What are your strengths? And what are some overlooked traits or talents? I want you to ask five people in each of your buckets that, because I think that there could be something that they're seeing they value in their life or they aspire to be like that you might not be valuing. So don't necessarily pick people who you know super well, but maybe you pick people, again, pick some customers, pick people who've known you for a long, long time, old friends, family members, and then you pick um, new friends, maybe even some friends that have only known you for a couple months or somebody that you've, they've seen you online. I think that that was what was kind of interesting for the people who I don't know, who I've never had a conversation with, for them to say, who I am, who, who that was for me on online. So this was done, I think, January 11th. The other one I just did was about what my gifts are, which was the five things. And I just asked five people that knew me well. But I think it could be helpful if you have customers you ask, you have people, longtime friends, family, brother, sister. And then um, I wouldn't ask a parent, though, unless you're just really close with them. Um, and then I would ask, you know, new friends or somebody who maybe doesn't know you as well, maybe known, known you only a year. Anyway, 
that's your assignment. The other assignment is the Love on Designers, and that's coming up next. If you like what you hear or have heard, then I would really encourage you to share this podcast or YouTube with a friend. If you, if, I'd love for you to give it a thumbs up. And if you're on a podcast, if you can rate it and review the podcast, that would be super helpful in help getting other people to find the podcast. I would really, really appreciate it. But I want to tell you um, one thing that I've done recently is try to, I've done this since about November. I tried to watch a few things that I'm trying to learn about, whether it's learning the learning procreate better or learning illustration. I'm, uh, I've always had a, and not always, I guess, but for like, I don't know, however long Skillshare has been in business, I've been a member. And this, with this link, you get two free premium months membership, premium, mem whatever, a premium membership for two months. If you go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Diane Gibbs, that's the Skillshare. So if you want two free months of Skillshare premium, bit.ly bit.ly slash diane gibbs all right hit like hit subscribe give us a review on, on spotify google play or apple podcasts wherever you get your podcasts that would be super helpful and we'll see you for part two and part three part two believing in yourself